Hey there, Miranda Wilson here with Lesson Ideas, a science journal for kids podcast where we discuss new scientific articles and how you can use them in your classroom. Welcome to the fourth episode of Lesson Ideas. Have you ever heard stories about animals being harmed by the presence of humans? Have you wanted a feel-good story where both the animals and the people win? Well, the article, How Can Cheetahs and Farmers Get Along Better by Jörg Meltzhalmer and his colleagues would be a great and fun addition to any classroom lesson. And it's one of those feel-good success stories that everyone loves. First, a quick summary. Sometimes humans and animals come into conflict with each other. This can threaten people's livelihoods and also threaten the animals' lives. In central Namibia, farmers have a problem with cheetahs. The cheetahs prey on their calves. In turn, the farmers often try to kill the cheetahs in order to protect their cattle. Wouldn't it be great if we could study the situation and find a solution that suits both the farmers and the cheetahs? This is what York Meltzhalmer and his colleagues did. They tracked the cheetah's behavior. They figured out how farmers could manage their cattle so that cheetahs don't eat the calves. This could prevent farmers from losing their valuable livestock and prevent them from trying to kill the cheetahs. If you want to hear York Meltzhalmer talk about his research and see footage from Namibia, there's a great video in the show notes and on our article's webpage. The footage shows what Namibian cattle farming looks like, how they put radio collars on the cheetahs, and York talks through the results from their study. It would be a great way to show your students how field research like this is done. If you want to learn more about the research that York is doing with the Leibniz Institute for Zoo and Wildlife Research, Check out the Cheetah Research Project webpage. The link is in the show notes. Even if your students aren't particularly interested in farming or human-wildlife conflict, I'm sure they'll love hearing about cheetahs. Cheetahs are the fastest land animals and have been clocked running at 60 miles per hour. They usually stalk their prey until the prey startles and then the chase is on. Unfortunately, cheetahs are likely to give up their kill when faced with larger predators like lions or packs of hyenas. Despite turning tail in the face of predators, male cheetahs are very territorial and will mark their territories with urine or feces. As of May 2021, the IUCN, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, lists cheetahs as a vulnerable species. They estimate about 6,500 mature individuals worldwide, and their population is decreasing because of human pressure. This includes habitat loss, poaching, competition for food, and climate change. The IUCN estimates that if threats continue to be high, cheetah populations could decline by another 50% over the next 15 years. Human-wildlife conflict will play a huge role in the future of cheetahs. 
Many cheetahs live outside of protected areas in Africa. This means they come into contact with humans frequently, and cheetahs are often viewed as threats to farming communities. In the 1980s, farmers in Namibia halved the cheetah population. After that, the Cheetah Conservation Fund joined forces with the future farmers of Africa to help design programs to mitigate human-wildlife conflict and protect both cheetahs and the livelihood of farming communities. The Cheetah Conservation Fund's website has great information about these programs, videos about cheetahs, and descriptions of research and education programs related to cheetahs. Check out the link in the show notes. article on cheetahs and farmers in Namibia would be a great way to teach your students about human-wildlife interactions, threats to animals, or even vulnerable or endangered species. There's an in-depth activity on human-wildlife conflict that's been developed by educators here at Science Journal for Kids that I want to highlight today. You can find it online on the article page, just like all of our other additional resources and there's also a link to it in the show notes. The activity has three parts plus some extensions and is designed for grades six through nine. It would easily be appropriate for most high school classrooms with the extension activities included. The first part of the activity introduces the concept of human-wildlife conflict with a short video and discussion. The lesson plan includes things to discuss with your students and questions to ask them. The second part has students read the article, answer the assessment questions, and debrief what they learned. The third part of the activity has groups of students assess real-world scenarios of human-wildlife conflict and create a presentation to share with the class. Some of the scenarios include wolves killing livestock, bats transmitting disease, elephants destroying crops, and how war impacts endangered animals. These scenarios are designed to allow students to explore different facets of human-wildlife conflict, but also to learn about things happening in the rest of the world. There is a worksheet for students to help them focus their presentation ideas, too. There are three extension activities to choose from. One is a simple task of creating some kind of visual to go along with their presentations. The second is to participate in a role-playing conflict resolution scenario, where students represent either animals, humans, or a moderator. The third extension activity is a writing exercise, with prompts challenging students to brainstorm solutions to human-wildlife conflicts and examine human threats to endangered species. Your students will gain insight into the issues surrounding human-wildlife conflict, but also ways that people can help. That brings us to our teaching tip for this week. On the webpage for each of our articles, we provide a video hook for you to share with your students. The videos are usually less than five minutes long and introduce the topic of the article. 
They are meant to be watched before your students read the articles. You can also follow up the video with some discussion questions to get a better idea of what your students already know about the topic. If you want to see what that might look like, make sure to check out part one of the activity we talked about earlier. Well, that's all for today. If you liked what you heard, thought it was helpful, and learned some cool stuff, please share with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions or comments, please share them in the feedback form on our website. You can also sign up for our free monthly newsletter to learn about our latest content. And as always, please visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.